This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name is Rachel Turner, and This week, we are talking about how we can frame for our children what's coming up ahead, because it's the beginning of the new year, and let's talk about how we can help our kids see what's coming and put a frame around it. We're answering the question, (laughs) my kid really doesn't like the taste of communion. What do I do? Classic question. And uh, also, uh, we're going to be interviewing Ollie Goldenberg, who is a children's leader. He works uh, around the world with children and families. He's the author of more books than I can possibly count, both for children and for parents. And uh, we're going to be having his wisdom over the next couple of months uh, here and there. But uh, today we are talking to him about a new television program that he has been working on, which is kind of like super nanny for the spiritual life of children uh, and parents. It's fascinating. So we're going to be talking to Ollie about that. But first, uh, it is the new year. Happy New Year! Uh, The older I get, the more I uh, am unable to stay up till midnight. (laughs) Or no, that's not true. I stay up till midnight, but it's a lot less exciting. When I was a kid, I don't know why they don't do this in England. Uh, I moved here when I was 22. So my, you know, my my beginning formational life uh, was... uh, was whenever Happy New Year happened. I don't know why that's Happy New Year. When just New Year happened, everyone would go outside in my neighborhood and bang pots. <laughs> and so everyone goes outside, bang pots, screams Happy New Year across the way. And so my first New Year when I was in this country, uh, I, I was like, got my pots. And my husband was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to go yell at people. <laughs> and he goes, down. And so I do miss that. I do miss that. 18 years of living here and I I miss banging pots and yelling at people at midnight. But, you know, we also don't get to watch any Hogmanay stuff. So, you know, it swings and roundabouts. Anyways, uh, so there is so much that um, is exciting about a new year. Um, I don't know about you, but I am completely filled with trepidation about this because me and everybody I know are all looking at each other going, it's 2020. How is it 2020? 2020. 2020. That, man, I did not think that this was going to happen. Like, do you remember when 2020 was like a bajillion years away? And now it's here, 2020. And my head is 1999 still. I still write 1999 on things. So I don't know. But we are now in this space future of 2020. And uh, it is a lot of firsts coming up for our kids. Some of our kids are facing new schools, new relationships, They have a lot of new stuff coming up. And as our kids grow, it's always just fascinating to look year to year um, how they develop and change. And I just really felt like I wanted to encourage you to be bold at the beginning of this year because uh, I was just reflecting that people tend to remember the first time someone explained something to you. Uh, it's it's the way our brains work. Um, our brains sort of are, is existing and then there's new information that comes in and our brains tend to accept the first explanation that we hear as the truth. It becomes the default. So, you know, someone describes to you... Um, 
about uh, how this car works. You know, this is how a car works. And your brain goes, oh, that is new information. And that becomes the thing in your head that then somebody else has to pull out or disprove or uh, or change. But you have this default in your head now of when you first heard it, that becomes the underlying assumption in the truth. Um, and that takes a lot of argument and persuasion to get yourself out of. I remember um, in my chemistry teacher in high school would teach, uh, and oh, it just drove me nuts. He would write the formula on the board and teach us how to do it wrong first. He's like, this is the formula. And some people do it wrong like this. Don't do it like that. Do it like this. And he would then uh, teach us the right way. But I I struggled so much because the thing that went in my brain first was the wrong way. And, and, and tests and going forward, it was always my instinct was the wrong way first. And then I had to correct it to the right way. Uh, we have this beauty in our brains that the first explanation sticks. It becomes the truth that that needs to be challenged. And we all have this in our past from uh, my mom telling me that bread crusts are what has the most nutrients in it. And so I was convinced until I was like 26, 27, that at the top of bread, people smeared good stuff. And then it sort of all the nutrients sucked to the crusts. And evidently she told me that to just get me to eat my crusts. But it was real in my head because she said it and it went in my brain. Uh, And so whatever your kid needs going forward this year, be the first one to talk about it. There's so much in parenting that we think, oh, are they ready to talk about this? I don't know. I'm so glad they haven't asked that question yet. Um, But it's really important that we get to be the first ones in there. And so I'd suggest you look forward in the coming year and think, what does my kid need explaining about? What does my kid need framing about? Whether it's manipulative friends, you know, you, you know what age your kid's going into. And if you think at some point they're going to have a kid turn to them and say, you'd do this if you were my friend. And I need my kid to know that that's manipulation. And so sit down with your kid and say, sometimes friends do this. And when they say that, they're just trying to trick your brain into doing what they want. And you can say no. And you put a frame around it. So when they hit that experience, they go, I know what I'm looking at. Uh, Whatever you think is really important for your kids to know, take the opportunity to be the first one to mention it, to lay the foundation of truth in your kid's brain from masturbation to sex to why people happy cry and why hurt people hurt each other and what selfishness looks like. Whatever you think is important for your kids to know and see, framing is so important because when we get to be the first ones in there, we get to shape a foundation for our children's hearts. And that is one of the joys of being parents. And there's lots of stuff that have just zoomed on by and we can do extra framing and we can, there's loads we can do with the stuff that we've missed. But I just wanted to encourage you, um, whether you are parents of babies or whether you are the parents of 25 year olds, there is stuff coming up in your children's lives that they need framing for, that they need someone to lay a foundation of understanding Uh, as you explain it. And I just wanted to encourage you to be bold and get in there because uh, your children need you. And the question for today, I love (laughs) 
It's just so real. Uh, we had a, someone write in. We love hearing your questions and answering your questions. So please, please, please email in those questions. Go to the parentingforfaith.org website and uh, and send in a question through the contact us form. Uh, pop it on the Facebook page. We want to answer your questions. And this question is, my daughter hates the taste of communion at my church and makes a big fuss about it. <laughs> What do I do? And I totally understand that because, you know, depending on your church tradition, you know, communion can be um, can be a really significant part of, of your worship. Sometimes it happens every week. Sometimes it happens very rarely. Every time it's supposed to be special. And if your kid is gagging in the front row... <laughs> Uh, you want your kid to be part of something so special, but you also are dying inside. And uh, I completely understand the quandary. Uh, the first thing I'd like to say is it's okay to agree with her. If she's like, this this drink tastes gross. It's okay to say, yeah, it's wine. It's it's not designed for kids. And it's a, it's not a snack. We're not, communion isn't a snack. We're not like, mm, I'm looking for something tasty to have at the end of church. Communion is a, um, a moment of an outward sign of an inward change. It's a it's an action that we do of remembrance. You know, depending on your church tradition, how, whatever your value is, you know, re-explain it to your child and say it's not really about how it tastes. It's about what it means. And so, as you explain what it means again, you know, to eat and to drink, to remember, to be together, to say we're together. You think it's worth choking it down? You know, it's just a momentary taste in your mouth, but it's a significant thing for your heart to do. And so you can, you can agree. You don't have to convince them that it's tastes great or fine or whatever. It's, it's okay to say it's just a moment. And if you want to be a part of this spiritual experience that we have as a church community, um, then, then you can feel free to do that. But it's also really helpful to give your kids, um, those choices of what to do without it. So you can say it's up to you if, if you and God feel like that's what you want to do today to go up and get communion. That's really important. Um, you can, in some church traditions, you can go up and get a blessing instead of, um, getting communion, uh, other times, you know, you take it in the pews and um, you can sort of choose to take it or not. Um, but you can you can just coach your daughter through how to think of Jesus in her heart and to say thank you for all God did for her. And uh, she could just choose to eat the bread or eat the bread and dip it in the wine. Or um, It's all about what's happening inside. And you can help her navigate how to steward what's happening inside her so that then whether or not she chooses to take the sip of bread, she is in her heart encountering communion. And as she grows and decides that she wants to participate in it, she can do. Another thing that you could do is problem solve. Um, often there is in churches non-alcoholic uh, wine, which uh, tastes a bit better. It doesn't have that alcohol tang to it. Uh, and so it's often ask your vicar or your priest or your pastor um, if they have that option. And, uh, and if not, sometimes it's just about the logistics. And so uh, I know some people who've been like, well, if I provide some juice, would you mind just like pouring it in a cup and doing the blessing? Uh, and so if, if it really is about the taste and your kid desperately wants to, but just has a gag reflex, you know, feel free to, to try to work with the leadership of the church to problem solve that uh, because um, I'm sure they want everyone to encounter. And if, if your child is enabled to take communion with the community, they're going to want every member, including your child, to be able to do that. So, uh, <laughs> 
you'll figure it out. Uh, there are so many different ways that you could tweak it and walk with your kid on it. And uh, I just really want to encourage you that uh, that you'll know what to do. And it doesn't have to look one way. Every time communion happens, it can look slightly differently as you team it and walk alongside together your kid in this process. Thank you so much for sending in this question. wildcard section today, I'd like to introduce you to my friend, Ollie. Ollie Goldenberg uh, has been a children's pastor, a family pastor. He has written uh, an enormous amount of books that are so helpful. He's written a series called God's Generals, which we're going to interview him about uh, in a little bit. Uh, He has so much wisdom. I have learned so much from him. His wife, uh, Helen, is an equal part of their ministry. She uh, has written a book called Jesus, Baby, and You, uh, which is one of the best uh, sort of uh, prenatal and baby books that uh, is out there. They have previously led one of the largest children's ministries in Europe before pioneering Children Can, which is a ministry that has taken them all around the world. They do parent training, they do pastors' conferences, they do direct ministry to children and youth. They are extraordinary. They have five children and uh, they have a lot of wisdom. And uh, so today uh, we had uh, Anna, my colleague, sit down with Ollie and uh, ask him specifically about this new television program. They are in series two of a television program called At Home with God. And uh, I'd love for you to hear more about it. So I'm here with Ollie Goldenberg. Ollie and his wife, Helen, have just finished filming uh, the second TV series called At Home with God that airs on TVN UK very soon. Could you tell us a little bit about At Home with God, Ollie? Yeah, sure. So At Home with God is a parenting program um, and we bring in lots of different guests to talk about different aspects of particularly the spiritual side of parenting and helping our children to engage with God and grow the things of God and grow as disciples of Jesus um, and, and to really get parents thinking about how they can bring that into everyday life. Brilliant. And uh, so this is a second series, so that means there was a first series that went very well. Um, what, what was kind of the inspiration behind it? What was the need that you saw that made you uh, do the programme? Um, I think if we go back a couple of generations, uh, most families who were in Christian homes would be sat around the table reading the Bible together, having daily prayers. That, that was the, the, at least the expectation and the pattern that many, many families would follow. Nowadays, that's not so much the case, um, whether it's the, the kind of breakdown between the generations of passing on this information, uh, people newly coming to the Lord, whatever the reason is, it seems to be less of a pattern in many homes, particularly in the Western world. Mm. And uh, so we thought, well, we've got to do something to restore this. We, whereas in the past you go, well, this is what my parents did. For many people, it's not what their parents did, but they want to be able to pass something on to their children. And if we don't pass our faith on to the next generation, then the next generation won't be following the Lord. Um, because if they don't hear it from us, where are they going to hear it from? Particularly in a world that's more hostile to Christian values um, and the Christian way of thinking. Mm. So that our inspiration was, along with people like you being raised up in a BOF Parenting for Faith uh, and many other organisations at the same time, it seems like it's the work of God at the moment to say, come on, let's put the spotlight back on family and help families put God right at the very centre. Because I believe families are the very heart of God's discipleship plan for our children that it's not to be outsourced just to the church, but it's families supported by the wider church who are to do this. And this this program is, is an attempt to get into families' homes and say, you can do this. God believes in you. He thinks you have what it takes to raise your children to become what he's called them to be. 
And that's brilliant because, you know, the parents, the carers, whoever's at home, they're the people who've got the time to do it. And then by putting it on TV, you're bringing it right to them at home. So that's really exciting. Yeah. yeah. And even if they don't think they have the time to do it, they do. That's, <laughs> that's the beauty. This is the beauty of God's kingdom. The principles that God has laid out for us to follow, they work even if you have hardly any time. Yeah. Yeah. And we uh, we had um, a guest on, Lucy Rycroft, recently was saying... Uh, you feel like you don't have time to watch something, but actually most people will put something on on Netflix or something else in the evening. How about just switching out one of those a week to a Parenting for Faith course video or At Home with God or something else? Maybe you could stick it on while you're doing something else and just, just learn a bit from that. So that's yeah. great. Um, and so you have some different experts on, as well as yourself and Helen, who are full of knowledge and wisdom. Uh, what sort of people do you have <laughs> on and, uh, and what kind of topics come up? Oh, we have some incredible people. And this second series coming up, um, we have got, uh, for example, uh, Pastor Ade Amuba, who is from Christian Concern. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be talking with him about faith in your child's school, uh, how you negotiate when your children's values uh, and your Christian values clash with the school values that have been given. Um, for example, particularly we look at the new changes in the law of uh, sex and relationship education that's going on mm -hmm. and what we as parents can do about that. Uh, we've got Nick Jackson from Power Pack talking about developing discernment in our children, how to help them to make right and good choices so that when they're not around us, they still choose good things. We've got Becky Linscott talking about children in the prophetic. Uh, Dom and Lou Bird talking about how we keep God at the centre of our family. Uh, Victoria Beach, who I know will be known by many of your um, followers as well, talking yeah. about creative ways we can teach the word. <clears throat> and we've got a guy called Darren Paris, who's a, he's a learning mentor in a school and a youth pastor in a church and he's talking about how we help our children face the character issue you know that one bit of them that needs to be changed and encouraged we've got colin bennett from moreland's college uh, he's the vice principal there talking about the faith journey preparing our children for their calling with that and this is a bit like a big list isn't it but uh, <laughs> it's andy and Catherine kennedy um leaning on the wider church community how that plugs in and then we have um a great guy called ian henderson who's from the naked truth project talking about the whole topic of navigating the digital world um, helping our children, protecting them from porn, using uh, the digital world for their benefit and not for their detriment. We look at some of the things of addiction as well. Um, it's a great episode. All, all of these are actually really, really deep truths that um, we managed to get from our guests. Yeah. And uh, we're so excited. I cannot wait for this series to end. The first uh, series was, we got a lot, of, a lot of great feedback. I think it was one of the most watched programs on TVN UK as it aired. Wow. Um, this second series, we feel, has gone much deeper. And I, we can't wait to hear people's responses. Yeah, well, just hearing that list, I mean, I want to listen to all of those, but I know for our listeners, people are going to, there are two or three of those that will really stand out. So even if yeah. you can't watch every single episode, make sure you find out the ones that are relevant to what you're going through and, and watch those. Brilliant. And um, what was the biggest surprise of filming the show? I can ask that question. Uh. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Nothing went wrong. <laughs> that is surprising. <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, it was quite surprising. And uh, do you know, so many of the guests came wearing clothing that complemented the set as well. You're like, hmm, this is interesting how it goes together. <laughs> so I think that was the biggest. Uh, another, um, another of the surprises, Pastor Ade Muba, he was, he came out with this phrase. He's like, if you don't agree with your school and they won't listen to you, your child's school, you do have the right to take your child and move them to a different school. <laughs> it was kind of, yeah, okay. This, <laughs> Put this silence is, all around. That's yeah. deep, profound and true Yeah, along the way. So, yeah, it was great. Amazing. So if people want to watch it, where can they access it? When's it on? 
So they can find out more details uh, from ahwg.co.uk. That's the At Home With God website. Yeah. But it's on TBN UK. Um, and it's on starting from Wednesday, the 8th of January at 8 o'clock in the evening. And if they miss it then, Fridays in the morning at 5 past 10. Uh, Saturdays in the morning at 11 o'clock. And if you are a middle of the night person, Mondays at 2 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> they can watch the episodes then. And once it's aired, after each week, each episode will be available on demand, uh, where you can also see all of Series 1 as well. TBN UK, um, their on-demand section. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Ollie. We'll definitely uh, make use of that brilliant resource. And finally, a question to ask your kid to start an interesting conversation. Um, If you could ask God to change one thing about you, and you knew that he would absolutely do it in an instant, what would it be? What would be the one thing that you would want God to just snap his fingers and change about you? Have a really interesting conversation. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.